This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Trying to see what team Kevin has. This guy has more sports jackets, more sports gear. I think his whole wardrobe. He may have a suit somewhere, but everything else is sports related. I'm trying to figure out what team this is. It looks like something like Limpa America or something like that. Limpa America. I don't know. What, what the hell is Limpa? First of all, <laughs> it's not Limpa. I can guarantee you that, James. What I'm what wearing, is it? it is a scarf from the final of the Copa America uh, back in 2016. What is a Copa America? It's basically the North and South American version of the World Cup, but just oh. between North and South American countries, and the final was at MetLife Stadium, Argentina versus Chile, and I was there to witness it. Oh. This That's is a, what, rugby or soccer? Soccer. Or soccer? Yeah, well. the World Cup is around the corner, so... Can't wait. Oh, yeah, can't wait for that. <laughs> it is ay, Friday. Ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> you know, they tried to introduce soccer when I was still going to school, and everybody was like, nah. Now it's like mandatory. Everybody has to play soccer. It's a beautiful it, it, game. It, it, I I have to admit, it, it has grown on me. It really has. So, All right, all right. Yeah. It is. We are. You know what? We're a week away from. We're a week week away from Black Friday here on WABC Talk Radio seventy seven. James Golden, A.K.A. Snurley, and uh, today Princess Die will be with us. Also, Grover Norquist is going to call in. Can't wait for that. And uh, your calls at eight hundred eight four eight WABC eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. In political news, Attorney General Garland. <laughs> announces a special counsel. Oh, that's just what we need. The special counsel is going to um, uh, be appointed for Trump probes after he made uh, his presidential announcement. Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed a veteran prosecutor currently investigating crimes against humanity. What better guy, I guess. Yeah, crimes against humanity. Let's sick him on Trump. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah to determine whether former President Donald Trump would face federal charges in connection with last year's Capitol riot or his retention of sensitive government documents that he had every right as president to have in his possession. That's not what it says in the story. I'm just telling you that's what it is. The guy's name is Jack Smith. He's a former federal prosecutor in Brooklyn. Well, there you go. And Nashville, Tennessee as well as the former Manhattan assistant DA. Oh, straight out of the Cyrus Vance school. 
So can't wait for this. He's going to return from The Hague, where he currently serves as a special prosecutor of alleged war crimes. Like I said, yeah, let's get a, I know, crimes against humanity. Let's get him against Trump. His announcement, first reported in the uh, Wall Street Journal, comes three days after the 76-year-old Donald Trump announced his candidacy for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. Former FBI Director Robert Mueller headed an investigation into claims. Now, you know who, who has a wealth of information about Ro- Robert Mueller? And publish it, Louis Gohmert. Has, when Louis Gohmert runs through, and it'll take about an hour, for him to run through the case with with Richard, with um with Mueller, Robert Mueller, you would wonder why this guy was ever appointed to anything. In addition to the classified documents case, Donald Trump is also being crucified. Oh, I'm sorry, it says scrutinized, scrutinized for his attempt to overturn the defeat of the his defeat in the 2020 presidential election. Bobert run won her the guy finally running against Bobert. Now was a nail biter. Democrat Adam uh uh Frisch said Friday he called and conceded to Lauren Bobert on Friday. Their race in Colorado was headed to a recount. Said the voters have spoken. The likelihood of this recount changing more than a handful of votes is very, very small. Bloody bloody blah. Less than two hundred votes outstanding. She said, which makes me so happy, we've won this race with this victory and with Republicans in control of the House of Representatives, we can focus on the issues that actually matter most, including getting inflation under control, increasing our domestic energy supply, securing the southern border, and being a strong check on the White House. That's what Ms. Bobert had to say. Hakeem Jeffries. Has made it clear. Oh, Stenny Hoyer's bowing out, too. Stenny's saying, hey, Nancy's gone, I'm out of here. Stenny Hoyer's gone. Can't believe it. Hakeem Jeffries formally launched a bid on Friday to become the Democrat leader in the House of Representatives a day after Nancy Pelosi announced she was stepping down from her leadership role. 52-year-old Jeffries would be the first black lawmaker to head party caucuses in Congress. That's nice. As a minority leader, Jeffrey's main task will be deciding when to cooperate with Republicans, never, and when to pass bills as funding the government, blah, 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 such as funding. Who says Republicans want to pass? Oh, yeah, that's right. They do. They always bend over and sign on to this debt ceiling business which I just hope they won't. Now, there are other things happening out there. Did you know the American Academy of Pediatrics is urging the Biden administration to declare an emergency? No, 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 that emergency is not over the mutilation of teenagers and young children and giving them puberty blockers. That's not the emergency. It's over this unprecedented RSV surge. Are you familiar with RSV? Do you know what we're talking about here, RSV? It's not like SWV, Sisters with Voices. It's not like SUV. It's RSV. It is 
a respiratory illness that apparently is sweeping across the country. The American Academy of Pediatrics and the Children's Hospital Association are calling on the Biden administration. Hey, this is an emergency. Declare it an emergency. And I see another story where this respiratory interest, apparently hospitals are being strained to the max again. A lot of children and other people are getting this RSV. But apparently the flu season is here early, and there are still lingering cases of COVID. So all of this is hitting at once, and the hospitals are being stretched again. Of course... One of the ways to prevent RSV, put on your mask, wash your hands a lot, put on your mask, put on your mask. Please wear a mask. Thank you. Yeah, and um, here we go again. Let us see now that the elections are over if Democrats try to shut down the economy again, shall we? I'm not making light of this business, folks. This RSV stuff is apparently pretty rough. Let me ask you a question. That's a little, you know, inclusive language. Let me ask you something. Have you noticed, have you been doing any shopping at all, like for Black Friday stuff? All right, we're going to do a quick poll. Who's screening? Rich Fields. Rich is screening. Hey, Rich. How's it going? Good. Listen, Rich, have you been out shopping yet for Black Friday? Uh, No, not yet. I can't say so. Oh, well. You're out. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. Kevin, have you been shopping for Black Friday yet? Yeah, here and there. I mean, I've been been looking around, but, you know, you got to wait until, you know, the deals come around, you know. So I am looking, but I haven't pulled the trigger, if you know what I mean. Okay, have you seen any deals, real deals that make you want to say, I got to have it, this is what I've been waiting for, this price is awesome, let me do it. Of course, you haven't pulled the trigger, so what does that say? Yeah, I mean, not yet. I haven't seen you know a deal that has really caught my eye yet, so I, I feel like that, that opportunity will come next week as the time gets closer to us. So I'm going to wait a little bit longer to see if you know I, I'll get that deal sooner rather than later. Okay. Scott, have you been out uh, uh, shopping yet for Black Friday? No, I find it to be a racist holiday, and I do my shopping on White Thursday. <laughs> sure, laugh it up. <laughs> you do you do your shopping on White Thursday. <laughs> Shouldn't that be White Nationalist Thursday? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Woo! If you if it if it had helps you understand it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Stay um, off the weed. <laughs> Early Black Friday deals abound, but actual bargains are scarce. That is, according to Reuters, Reuters news service. Yeah, and this is what I've noticed. I've been looking around. I need a new clothes dryer, right? My clothes dryer is like telling me like, I quit. I quit. Why do you keep trying to put clothes in me? I quit. And so I've been looking around. Now I've been looking around for a clothes dryer for eight months because it really started quitting eight months ago. I quit. Buy a new dryer, right? So I've been watching the prices on this stuff. 
And so now I see all these Black Friday prices, prices cut by 30%. And then when I, I'm like, oh, finally, finally, they're cutting the prices. And then when I go look at the deals, they're the same prices they were in July. They're the same prices they were in February. It's like, where's the deal? There's no deal here. I think unless you're one of those people that actually stands in line and, you know, does the camping out overnight, I really think. I don't. I mean, with Amazon and everything else, every day is pretty much the same price, isn't it? Now, I don't. You could buy anything. There was. I even looked on Amazon for a clothes dryer, and no deal. Deal, no deal. Uh, it was yeah, the same yeah, price yeah. as everywhere else. I'm like, where are the deals? And so when this story came up today, I'm I'm curious. Those of you, especially you shopaholics, and I know you're out there. I know some of you. And I'm not going to make this gender specific. We're waiting for the deals. Hello, people. Where are the deals? Anyway, we'll move to serious things. I mean, it is serious. This is supposed to be Black Friday. Why are they no deals like everything else? Just just like maybe it is a racist. uh, Anyway. James Golden, A.K. Snurley, here with you on WABC Talk Radio 77. When we get back, Princess Di kicks us off, and then later on, Grover Norquist. Stay right. And your calls, 800-848-WABC. Don't go away. We're coming right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. You know, I'm going to ask the princess the same question I've been asking everybody else. Hey, princess, I know you know how to shop. In oh, fact, yeah. you have the servants bring it, bring you the items to choose. <laughs> No, I let my fingers do the walking online. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any? Have you? Okay, this Black Friday thing is this turning into a scam, or am I? What What's going on with these Black Friday deals? Have you found any deals yet? Well, you know, you're looking in appliances, and appliances is almost a special category in that they're hard to get. Even if you were to purchase it online or to buy it, the delivery is sometimes months and months ahead of time because of the supply chain issues. Why are appliances so hard to get? This is America. Go in the store, people want. They're made in America. They're made in China, and they're coming from elsewhere. And so, anybody who is looking for appliances, you have to take what's available, which is usually not what you want. So, good luck with that. That's why the prices aren't going down because they're scarce. It's an economic law. I don't like this. It used to be you could go get what you wanted in America, and it was right there. Now it's like everything else. 
All right. Well, get Donald Trump back in there and we'll see a difference. Okay. Speaking of that, the, where was this? Oh, this is the LA Times. Just what I love, the Law Times. The Law Times says that the GOP elites want to turn from Trump. But then they ask the seminal question, or the seminal question, will the base let them? Huh? Are you going to let them? Are you going to let the, are you going to let the base, are you going to let the elites turn us from Donald Trump, Diana? Princess Di? Well, it is a full court press by the elites of both parties and all of the levers of power that they have with the so-called influencers in the media, academia, Hollywood, they are just, it's out of control. They still fear Donald Trump, which is obvious, and they didn't uh, succeed in stopping him from announcing, and so now they've got to bring in the special counsel, Jack, (laughs) Jack Smith. I swear it is hilarious to me that The guy is still standing, and they are throwing everything at him. So the question remains, you know, all of the elites are saying, no, Moss, no, Moss, no more Trump. And the question is, what about the base? Now, we can only guess based on, you know, partial information. I say no, but we're about to find out. That is what a primary is for. We're about to see how many Trump supporters are still Trump supporters. And that is the only data point that matters. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, let us see then how many Trump supporters are Trump supporters, because apparently he must be connecting with somebody to have this level of fear about it. Yeah. And by the way, who? Well, never mind. We know who they are. These elites. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the same people who were against him last time. And they really, you know, are assembling the same arsenal with the same arguments with the same. I mean, National Review came out with a cover that just said, no. You remember last time in 2016, they had a whole assembly in gold against Trump. <laughs> it had no effect last time. So the same people are doing the same things and attacking in the same way. And, you know, I think the results will be the same. They won't lay a glove on them. But we're about to see. I think the special counsel thing actually helps him. I really do, because I think the same way the Mar-a-Lago raid helped him. You know, when our enemies show their hand and show who they fear, that cements our connection with this guy because they are our enemies. They are against the uh, pro-America, America first, you know, all of the things that Trump ran on. These are globalists and they are multinationalists and all of the global money. And they cannot stand America first. So they are really coming after us. And I think their attacks really cement our connection with him. But that's my theory. As I said, we're about to find out if I'm right. Okay. Now, the Senate and House control is split. Ooh, they figured that out over at the Washington Post. Danger, danger. Democracy is going to die. Um, the Senate and the House control is split. Can a divided government make progress? Make progress. <laughs> you know, these people. Um, I remember when Rush first started talking about gridlock is good, and, and, yes. and the left had a freaking cow. They could not. They, they lost their cookies. Rush, is like, Rush was like, look, 
if nothing gets done, it's better than them doing what they do. And gridlock is not a bad thing. I remember when he first said that. I was shocked. I'm like, what? What do you mean gridlock is? And, and, and of course, he was right. And when gridlock happens, that is the best possible outcome that Washington, Washington D.C. can deliver f- for the American people short of implementing conservatism. And, yes, so the Washington Post now wants to know, can a divided government make, make some kind of progress? What is your, do you think we're going to see progress with a split House and Senate, Diana? Well, look at the word they use. I mean, these are progressives on the left at the Washington Post, and they define progress in ways we don't want to go. So I agree with Rush. Rush was always right, and on this he was right. And the, the interesting thing, if you look at history, especially the more recent history, America has sent a divided government to Washington more times than not. It is a very common outcome of elections when the houses are not controlled. It's very rare when that when the White House, both houses of Congress are controlled by the same party. So collectively, as a people, we have agreed with Rush in it's we want them to check and balance each other, the two parties. And so I think that the result is intelligent and smart based on the very few choices we have. At least we can muck up the gears of attacks that they usually can muster coming at us, the people. Okay. I, I sent you another story, and I said we're not going to talk about this, but I just want to hint at it. I We have not really talked about this FTX deal yet and the political ramifications. I saw another story, Diana, today that, oh, it's both parties. But now these this guy, uh, is these people are overwhelmingly in the Democrat camp. This is not one of those things where both parties got so much. The Democrats cleaned up on this FTX deal. But now yeah, it's all... Look at who who the Republicans were. First of all, McConnell and McCarthy got millions of dollars from that company. And also, FTX gave money to the people in the Senate who voted for impeachment. So it's a specific kind of Republican that was supported by this leftist FTX, which I think is a very good lesson since you brought it up. On, on how often the power on the left is way less than it is seemed to be. It collapses like a souffle when you poke at it. And I think FTX is an example of what the left's power really is. And if you stand up to it like Reagan did to the communists and the Berlin Wall, you poke it and it implodes. And so I think we need to remember what it looks like when leftist power is, is you know, left to itself. It, it is evil, and it will collapse. Well, I hope you're right. Now, tomorrow is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. This is where I step out of the way, and whatever, ever, ever is on Princess Di's mind for America that's what we're going to discuss. So I'm looking forward to hear what you want to talk about in your wheelhouse, the princess of oh, policy. I'm so excited. I got something great. I want to talk about 
the future of the Trump coalition in answer to the Thomas Edsel column from 2011, which was the future of the Obama coalition. So I've been thinking about that, and I'm really excited about it. Wonderful. So we will catch up with you manana on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Princess Di, Your Highness, Your Majesty, Your Loveliness, thank you as always. We'll catch up with you in the morning. Thank you, Sir James. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome indeed. As we lounge up for a few minutes here on our Friday afternoon rush hour on WABC Talk Radio 77. Uh, this is the instrumental version of a song that you know very well, Girl from the Ipanema. Antonio Carlos Obim, who was the godfather of samba, he and Gilberto. It is my distinct pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, to bring to you a guy who has been consistent for decades fighting for Americans, fighting to help you keep more of the money that you earn. Grover Norquist, who founded Americans for Tax Returns, joins us. Grover, it is such a pleasure to finally have you on the show. How are you? I am wonderful. Better now that I've been on your show or am on your show now. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Grover. Grover, um, you have been in the forefront of, of making sure that this party stays consistent with its message that we support lower taxes for the American people. Let me ask you a question, Grover. Sure. Is it there's I look at the way that politicians spend money now and I say this is this is monopoly money. It's not real anymore. We are so trillions, trillions in the hole and no one really seems to care about the true condition of the balance sheet. And yet Democrats continue to raise taxes and spend money. Is this a battle that is winnable? Yes, that's the good part. Good question, right question. Yes, it's winnable. We need to win it. We can win it. That's the good news. With the change in the House of Representatives, we can begin to slow the bleeding. Not stop it, but slow it down. All that spending that Biden said he was going to do, he's done some of it, but some of it will require another vote by the House and the Senate. The Senate Republicans can filibuster. They have enough votes to do that, more than enough votes to filibuster to say no. And the Republicans in the House, if they hang together, if they hang together, um, can say no and can force reduced spending. When we went and argued Republican House, uh, Democrat Senate, but the Republicans had enough to filibuster, we were able to get from uh, uh, Obama Two trillion dollars in what he planned to spend over the next decade, uh, reduced, re- removed, removed. Two trillion dollars. Our our national debt would be two trillion dollars higher if we hadn't had that fight. So uh, it it's disappointing 
to say that things will get worse more slowly, <laughs> um, but that we can begin to do that. Remember, two years from now, there are seven Democrats in red states running for the Senate. Some, many, all of those could uh, turn Republican. Uh, and as a result, we could in the Senate stop uh, anything else. And we should have some more votes in the House as well. And we may have a president. So we can turn this ship around in two years. Now what we need is for them to not get us too further much in the hole in the next two years. All right, which brings me to the next question, student loans. The Biden administration today asked the Supreme Court to step in and to allow Joe Biden to willy-nilly just hand out billions of dollars. I can't get a straight answer because every time I read a newspaper article, it, the number is different about how much this student loan giveaway is actually going to cost if it goes through. And the argument is you don't want to help people that need help. You, there's nothing about the constitutional uh, authority to spend this money. There is nothing about um, in, in all these stories about fairness and equity and all that business, why it is that one group gets selected to get uh, out of their contracts but no one else. Uh, what is your take on Biden's student loan program, whether you think the Supreme Court might take it, should take it, or whether this program should at all exist? Uh, well, I take my constitutional advice from Nancy Pelosi, and she told <laughs> the Democrats uh, a year ago, guys, we'd love to do this. It's not constitutional. <laughs> That's what she told the Democrats, and they were quite sure of that. But then the left wing of the party kept saying, we want it, we want it, we want it. And in the Democratic Party, uh, we want it. Trump's it's constitutional. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately, what is going to happen is it's going to go to the Supreme Court. They've already cost taxpayers $150 billion simply by telling people you don't have to pay your, uh, your interest on the loans for the, you know, for during COVID. And President Biden said, you know, trust me, I'm a Biden. This program will end in December. Uh, when he says, trust me, I'm a Biden, that, that's when you're pretty sure he's about to tell a whopper. And he now says he wants to, since the courts are not allowing him and probably will not ever allow him, to hand to a small group of people something around $400, $500 billion dollars. Um, there's nothing in the Constitution that says the president can do that. It takes Congress to appropriate uh, resources for anything. Presidents can't hand out goodies. If they could, you don't think Lyndon Johnson would have done it already? Um, and Or that Nancy Pelosi wouldn't have done it already. So, no, it's not constitutional to do that. The courts will tell him that. But you know what? He got past the last election, and he got a lot of student votes. Boom. So the program worked. How can people reach out to you, Grove, and your organization if they're interested at all in keeping uh, at least having a voice in Washington, D.C., that is saying, stop raising my taxes, for goodness sakes? Uh, Americans for Tax Reform. Uh, and our website is atr.org. Uh, I tweet at Grover Norquist, but at atr.org, we put out every day sort of what's happening, good talking points for people that if you want to argue with mom and dad or make a point uh, uh, in, in conversation or just be aware of what's actually happening. Uh, we put out material on 
you know, what's happening, what, what different tax cuts or tax increases are being promised or threatened. And you also, by the way, started something that has spread across the country, and this is for the political insiders, uh, but you started the Wednesday meetings that became famous, and they it, it started with you and they grew all around the country. And this is where conservative activists, conservative uh, policymakers, policy wonks, and everyday people join in on Wednesday meetings to discuss policy and to try to uh, at least organize. Are those efforts still going on with your Wednesday meetings? Absolutely. You visited us a while ago. Yes, uh, I did. We have one in D.C., and 44 different states have meetings. There are four in Florida, two in New York, two in Texas, and uh, 20 overseas now. There's a, there's a very good meeting in Ukraine run by one of the members of the Ukrainian uh, legislature, and uh, it, it really helps to get people together, whether it's people who care about the Second Amendment, religious liberty, taxes, spending, uh, all of those issues, uh, because everybody in the center-right movement, the conservative movement, they need to know what everybody else is doing so we can coordinate and work together. Amazing work that you've been doing, Grove and Orquist, and you'll be back to join us, I hope, in future days. Thank you so much, Grover. Great speaking with you. Take care. Grover Norquist, Americans for Tax Reforms, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming back and we'll be with your call shortly, 800-848-WABC's number to call, 800-848-9222. Coming back right after this. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Happy birthday, WABC's own Rita Cosby. With your fine self, Rita. Hey, Kevin, what happened to my nurse? I had nursey nurse. We were going to talk with nursey nurse. What happened? <coughs> oh, what was that? Sorry. What happened to nursey nurse? Nursey nurse is uh, she's a little uh, she's a little sick these days. She's a little oh. sick. She's feeling a little bit under the weather, unfortunately. Oh, well, we'll catch a nursing nurse another day then. Yeah, because I want to talk to her about these mask things, but nursing nurse, yeah. Please wear a mask. <laughs> okay, uh, Princess yeah, Di has weighed in too. Princess Di says for Black Friday, uh, freight liquidators has shrink tubing, nine pieces for a dollar. That's what I want, some shrink tubing, and that's a hell of a deal. So thank you, Princess Di. We do have a Black Friday deal out there. Hey, that's a good idea. If any of you know of Black Friday deals that are really good, call and tell us. Yeah, where they are. Where are the deals? Where are the deals, baby?
I so love this song. ACDC brings us back on WABC. It's Friday. It's our Friday afternoon rush hour. Let's, where's Chaka? Simpson. Ashford and Simpson wrote this song among the many other hits. I talked to Valerie Simpson earlier this week. Amazing lady, amazing songwriter, amazing human being, Valerie Simpson. So we're going to play part of that interview tomorrow, and the rest we'll have online. Valerie Simpson will be part of our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, as will Mr. Perez. And what's coming up on uh, Crooked Competitors this week? Well, we'll be uh, we'll, ge- we'll be giving you the latest on the unfortunate uh, scenes that happened at the University of Virginia. We'll give you an update on what ha- what's going on over there. And also, last night the Tennessee Titans winning Thursday night football over the Green Bay Packers. Their offensive coordinator got in some legal trouble driving under the influence the morning <laughs> after. I'll give you more on that Saturday morning with your Crooked Competitors report. Awesome, Blossom. Let's head to the telephones. Max in Manhattan, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, Uh, a.k.a. Snurley. Hi, Max. Thank you. You you mentioned Steny Hoyer before. And uh, that brought brought to mind that during the Steve Scalise shooting, it was rumored that Steve Scalise was going after uh, Pizzagate, trying to uncover what was happening in Pizzagate. So right after he was shot, Denny Hoyer sent a pizza or several pizzas to Steve Scalise's aides. And uh, I thought it was kind of odd. He could have chosen any sort of food to send. And did he really care about his aides? I don't know. But in that he sent a uh, pizza to him, to the to the aides, I thought uh might have been something uh, displaying of some sort of. Pizzagate. Yeah, that yeah. phony right. story. That phony story. That phony story. Okay. Okay. Mm, thank you. It might, you. Be, it might not. Yeah, it might be. It, might, it was phony. It was fake news. <sighs> but you know what? You know, what are you going to do? All right. And from Staten Island. And welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy. How are you, Ann? I'm okay, Bo, and I usually call because I always want to back you up and thank you for the things you bring to light about the uh, vaccines. But today I have a question for you. I know that everything is really focused on what's going on in D.C. Do we get the house? Do we do this? But I cannot find anything about New York State Assembly and Senate results. I can't find I, – I, I mean, I've been researching so much – and I can't find anything on the internet because. Okay, do you have a subscription? And I, I hate it's behind a paywall, which is a drag. But do you have a subscription to the New York Times, or maybe you can get a free article out of them? If if I find it, I'll post it on my Twitter feed because I can gift articles to people. So I'll because you can go into the New York Times election coverage and go by state, and then they'll break everything down that happened in that state. On the on the uh, city um, on the state and and federal level at least, so I'll go and look at it and see whether I can gift it and put it on my Twitter account, um, on my uh, Twitter feed, because it's the information is there. 
that my one senator, my particular senator, got reelected, I think, and I love him, so I hope that. But I can't find anything else besides that. Okay. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I love you. Thank you, darling. Appreciate it. Let's go to Sal in Long Island. Hey, Sal, how you doing this afternoon? Hey, Mr. Golden. Thanks for taking my call. I have, uh, in 1977, Joe Biden said, integrating black students would turn schools into a jungle, a racial jungle. He said he didn't want his, let's get it accurate. He said he didn't want his kids going to any of those jungle schools. But my question to you is, uh, how am I supposed to take black folks seriously when they turn around in a large numbers and vote for Joe Biden and Barack Obama chooses him as a vice president? Well, look, you have to just understand that in America, the news media does not do a good job of informing the populace as to what's really going on. Now, for serious people like you who understand, who read further, who dig, you know who Joe Biden is. Most of the country, most black Americans simply don't know. They don't know because it's not reported. Now, they will know everything about Donald Trump that's negative because whether it's real fantasy made up or whatever, it's blasted all over the news. Most people don't know Joe Biden's history. They don't know about his remarks with corn pop. They don't know about his remarks about how black children love to wipe his legs and touch his legs because they never saw the blonde hair on his legs and how they got a thrill touching his legs and all that stupidity. They don't even know the quote that he said about Obama how finally we got a clean, articulate one. They don't know that stuff because it's not widely promoted in the in the mainstream press. So, you know, rather than try to just say, hold up a whole racial group and disparage them because how do they, you don't have it? No, people don't know. You'd be surprised. Remember, white people don't, don't know how racist Joe Biden's remarks have been. Asian people don't know how racist Joe Biden's been. Indian people... Hey, the 7-Elevens, full of them. Remember that remark? You got to be Indian. Anyway, we got to go. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. Sharp for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. In the meantime, have a great Friday night. Love you, love you, love you. See you tomorrow morning. Bye. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.